So <clears throat> welcome back to the Piper's Dojo audio experience, everybody. Um, while I was in Kansas City winter storm recently, I had a chance to sit down, sit down with Glenn Brown. Glenn's one of my oldest friends in the uh, bagpiping game, and we were young rivals together. We get a chance to talk about it a little bit in our, uh, in our way that never, we never take ourselves too seriously when we talk with each other. Um, and it's pretty fun. And as you know, Blair was my first long form conversation on the podcast, but instantly Glenn was jealous. So, uh, he forced himself into my, uh, makeshift studio at winter storm and just started talking to me, uh, sort of against my will, but not entirely. Anyway, uh, I've really been enjoying these long form conversations. Definitely let me know, contact me to let me know what you think. Like if it's terrible and I should never do another one, be sure to let me know. Uh, meanwhile, these are all brought to you, of course, by Piper's Dojo and Dojo University. So consider a membership. Head over to dojouniversity.com today and uh, we'd love to get you in as part of the community learning with us. And uh, I'm gonna stop talking because I still have this residual cold and it's, it's been quite a drag. So without further ado, a long form conversation with the great bagpiper, Glenn Brown. Anything you want. Let's talk about Matt McIsaac again on the record. Okay. It was good, right? Are we recording here? Yeah, we're on. Uh, fantastic. Favorite musician. Because like, you didn't hear him on the day. No. Nope. So you were kind of questioning that I really thought he had it won. <laughs> I don't think you can call it questioning. I, I had admitted that I never heard him, so I couldn't comment. See, but... You thought Alistair Lee was really good, which he was. But so, then I said, I thought Matt McIsaac was better. And you were like, Neh. no, no, no. There was never any disputing it. I said, I didn't hear it. And then once I just listened to it, I'm fully on board with that. Now you're on board. Oh, it was outstanding. That's cool. We also talked Jamie Troy, like those top three were definitely the top three. Yeah. I'm on board with that too. Yeah. I didn't hear McClamrock was the only guy in the final I didn't hear. Did you hear him? No. Yeah. So I actually can't really give a comment, but of those guys that I heard uh, 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 were very, very good, all, all, all on a top level. Yeah. Yeah. But Matt McIsaac, you know, you could give him uh, a couple of twigs and he would make music out of it and I would yeah. probably pay to listen to that music. That's right. You know, it's crazy that story you told me about like hanging out with Victor Wooten. Yeah, Victor Wooten, man. And like Victor Wooten knows Matt McIsaac by name. Eating pizza, pizza in the basement of I don't even know what the venue was in Toronto. Um, yeah, my name is Victor. Bow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, there are no rules, by the way. If you want to check your phone or whatever, like while we're chatting, it's no problem. Okay, man. Um, yeah, no, let's, uh, let's just, um, get a roll in here. We can talk more about Matt McIsaac. I mean, uh, I like listening to his YouTube videos where he does all the instruments, his own arrangements. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And while we're on that arrangements. Yeah. I did like that Alistair Lee played his arrangement of, uh, Miss McLeod Rasse as a jig. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I'd be interested to see, you know, um, 
what the judges thought of that because I was speaking to other judges that uh, didn't like it. Well, no, not not that particular performance, but had said that they might not be open to um, arrangements. Like during a competition, sure. It's like yeah, there will be no playing of arrangements. And then, and then, you know, the thing to me is, at what point can you put your own twist on it, your own arrangement? Yeah, like when, where do you have to get to to be allowed to do that? Because Alistair Gillis could do whatever he wanted, and it was normally awesome. Right. Right. Actually, can't say that I ever heard anything bad. But he wasn't exactly stra- like he wasn't exactly straddling the line of uh, you know the type of player that would be a lot. I mean, he was pretty good. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's like, is that the point that you have to get to where you've won everything a dozen times? To I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I I talked to Domlin a lot about that kind of. Okay. You know. uh, but I would be interested to hear you know judges' uh, perspectives on how open they are to arrangements and whether it's, you know, is it, is it just a note here or a doubling or throwing some burls in? Because like some of the stuff that Alistair was doing in his jig, like little kind of slurs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like yesterday was a, an MSR hornpipe jig. It was not, it wasn't a medley competition. Right. Where you would think that that thing would be a little bit more acceptable. Right. So then that tells me that the judges last night were open to it. Right. Which is great. But is is it because, like, I wonder if you heard the exact same performance. Here's a question for you. If, and obviously it's not realistic, but let's say that exact performance was played by, like, Cam Webster, like one of the newcomers to the final, let's say, Mm -hmm. even though he's been there before, Mm -hmm. but, like, somebody without the brand... Like, obviously, all three of those judges are really familiar with Alistair Lee, right? Sure. So if they were less familiar with him, would they have ripped that to shreds or not? Uh, you could you could say the same question of uh, Stephen McCurder, for example. You know, if you had the, the, the same drummer that played the exact same as Stephen. Right. Would they win the World Solo Drumming? Right. I would say probably not. I would say, I would say they might not make, well, they would make the final. Sure. But brand is a big part of it, man. Sure. It's not <clears throat> I think you're I have a feeling you're baiting me in a really clever way, but uh to talk about uh my bad attitude towards solos. But <laughs> but uh it's all about brand, man. If you if you don't have a way to build your brand, doesn't matter how good you play. We did um an experiment at the uh judges seminar. In uh, November. Band judges or solo judges? Solo judges. Solo judges. And there was a few uh, CPA, myself and Callum, and uh, competing pipers, Willie McCallum, Donald McPhee, Ian Spears. There was, uh, there was a handful of us, Chris Armstrong. Yep. And then uh, about 20 judges, senior judges. And they did an experiment where the back two rows turned our back. We couldn't see the screen. And the front two rows kept they could see the giant screen and who was playing. Right. And we took a vote on which performance A or B we liked better. Okay. And those of us with our back turned, uh, 
voted for I, I I can't remember if it was the first or second player but let's say the second player right we all preferred that and then the people in the front could see who was playing yeah and two of them um, preferred player one okay so they could see who was playing and still went for player one and player one was uh, I can't remember who it was but it was someone who won the the Balmoral Classic or the okay. Celtic, Celtic Classic amateur piper yeah and player two was Alistair Gillis right so wait what so the so the person who won the Belmore Classic was like, like they had a wicked good performance. They were they were pretty good. And then a lot of people with their back turned were voting for that one. No, they all vo- still voted for Alistair. Okay. And then well, but then the, the, so basically what I'm getting at is there was at least two people who could see who was performing, and still went the opposite way. Belmore Classic. Right. Because they. Whether it was Are you st- suggesting it's because they didn't like Alistair? No, 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 not at all. I'm saying whether they liked it stylistically or whatever, they still preferred that. Okay. You know? So it, it, I would love to see more of that actually in solo piping, solo drumming, where I know uh, uh, the silver cap thing tried it, where you couldn't see who was playing. Yeah. And, and, and you know. Here's the thing I want, want to hear what I want to do. Shoot. It's something I've been cooking up in my brain. As a matter of fact, I want. I mean, I wanted. I want to do work on it before I actually like seriously bring it to you, El Presidente. Okay. But like online bagpipe competition. Mm-hmm. We've done a couple of these before, right? But I want to do some things differently. So the first thing is, <clears throat> it's the same. You instead of uh, submitting recordings or videos. You're given a, a playing time to go live inside of, let's say, a Facebook group. In, in your own home. Anywhere you want. Sure. Uh, and, and like, don't get me wrong. There's got to be a rule book, like, you know, uh, as to like how your recording has to sound and what you have to show in your video and stuff, right? Okay, so you know that who it is. You, yeah, and you can, you, you know, obviously it has to be a video of you playing and like you need to demonstrate in some way that your teacher's not sitting behind the camera directing you through the tunes and all that, right? Not that I personally would care that much, but you know, you want it to be kind of just one dude alone in a room. Right. And stuff, right? And that you don't have the music and whatever. And then like, so, and then uh, I was, I was talking with Carl, like I've got the rules mapped out in my head pretty good, I think. That's not the point. So yeah, but you get a playing time to go live on Facebook. Yep. And it would be like a window. So Glenn is on, you know, everything happens Saturday, but Glenn is on between 9 and 10 a.m. Right. Callum is on between 10 and 11 a.m., et cetera. And what are we playing? P-Brock, MSR, Hornpipes, Jigs, whatever. Uh, whatever the contest is. Okay. Where, where I'm going with this is someday, I think it could be a solution to the silver medal qualifying problem. That's where I'm. That's why I, someday I want to bring this to you, but because it would have to work. Obviously, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But like, but the idea of an online qualifier. But here's the kicker. Uh, so the the live thing is different from like what Yori did. Remember with the YouTube mm-hmm, contests, mm-hmm. which was cool, but like the live thing is different because it's more like a real competition kind of. 
But then the other thing is the judges stay out of it. So you played live and everyone other than the judges, they could watch live if they want. The judges stay out of it. The, the producers of the competition take the Facebook videos, mix it down to MP3, and you send a randomized MP3 So you don't know playlist. who's playing. So the judges are listening to decent quality audio. So you'd need to wipe any footage of it so that they couldn't go back and see who was playing what. Something like that. Or, or just, you know, or it's just a code of conduct thing. Yeah. You only use the MP3s. But then you get the contest and you're just ranking like player A, B, C, D, right, right, whatever. Right. But you don't like, but you don't actually have that pre-existing brand to work with. Like you're only working with. But that's what would be cool about a digital contest is you can, uh, you could take that aspect out of it, you know, temporarily, at least as a qualifying like tool. Yep. So, um, I'm going to kind of spin off of that. I don't know. I don't know what your last podcast you talked with Blair about. Uh, you talk about any solo drumming contests or ideas? Maybe not in depth. Spin okay. away, man. Okay. So, well, he's got a great idea of, and I think it's a tremendous idea and you could do it in solo piping. You could do it in solo drumming. People turn up at the venue, whatever, whether it's a, a final of this or a final of the solo drumming and you don't have judges you have you you judge your peers right so each player say there's going to be 10 minutes in between each player because you got to give the piper time to warm up or whatever and then you come out and if you're a competitor and i'm a competitor we have to rank you all give a ranking first to 12th right and uh then you see where it falls i mean to me that's like you know it's it's like a sport where you vote for the MVP your 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 peers and your colleagues get to vote on right. who they thought was the best i think that would be a type of contest but i'm not saying i'm not saying for uh, like a world championship or anything like that but, but just but to play devil's advocate every now and then you run into a situation where the best player is a douche that nobody really likes okay but or or you know what I mean? Or they're douchey about winning, and so uh, the collective is going to be kind of like not wanting to give it to them. Yeah, but I think the 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 point about that is you're not really going to be unfavorable because you don't want someone to be unfavorable to you. Like if what if there was a click and you all went, you know, five of you gathered around and said, right, we're going to do this. You know, then then it doesn't really work. So it's again, it's like an integrity thing where you gotta kind of do it yeah. as, as best as you can and, and place people where you think. And then that's tough at the same time because they're your friends, they're your colleagues. You know, like so that's very difficult. Another thing that uh, Roddy McDonald was telling me about that there was a competition. I believe he said Australia, where they they didn't have a judge, but they had an audience and they had competitors, and they recorded it. And I sent it to Roddy McLeod to judge. Right. And then he came back, you know, a day or two later and gave the result. I think there's a lot to that. And you know what I think, you know, like just, and I understand, I understand that this has to be fleshed out, right? Like, but like as a silver medal qualifying process, 
you know, doing it digitally is fascinating because there's no limit to the number of judges you could have either. Sure. Because it would be judged after the fact. Like the production of the material is live, but the judging is later. Right. And you're just you're basically just making a playlist and you're asking a judge, go through the playlist, mm-hmm. give me the order. But you could do that and it wouldn't even that could be peers or it could be like whoever would sit around on the CPA and decide who gets into contests, right? It could be that same group, more or less. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be senior judges. It could be CPA guys. I mean, this is kind of a perception of, you know, who gets in. That's not down to the CPA. That's That's a collective of, you know, uh, bodies, organizations. Okay. So, it's not really on the CPA. There's that, there's there's the secret, uh, what are they called? There's like the secret Bilderberg... uh, Brock picker guys you know I know how it is uh, I know you I know you're on the I know you're in that room man I'm also gonna clarify that this is uh, this is not um, like a CPA kind of chat I mean because yeah you know the, the the whole silver metal thing is um, and I've said this to some people but it's me that is currently getting some flack I'm only one person on an 11 person committee yeah you know that has come up with this, the new idea and uh it's got to be tried out and and see how it goes um and i i think in retrospect you know a couple of years down the line people will go oh that was actually a good idea right oh and there's un- undoubtedly the start of something that and you know when 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 the cpa put out the first press release I wonder if the vacuum cleaner knows you're talking about the CPA right now. And it's trying to just mask it. <laughs> Great. I love that. But it was like... Um, I'm not scared of... This is the type of show this is, Glenn, you know? Like, we, I'm welcoming the vac- <laughs> vacuum cleaner into... The- <laughs> uh, we did say... Um, literally vacuuming outside the door right now. That there was going to be, you know, a learning curve and, and things that would have to be adjusted, which we have already taken on board and are trying to do you know yeah. so we're trying to listen to uh, no I mean I like the people. idea I like the concept obviously of some sort of qualifying thank process. you Mrs. Vacuum Lady yeah nice lady yeah we actually won't we'll hear a lot less of it on the finished podcast than you think sure because I've got the room mic turned on right now okay but I'm actually probably going to delete that whole channel okay so it's only picking up what's close yeah and our mics are pretty directional so it's not going to pick up a whole lot of the other stuff yeah very good very good a little bit cool so but i think you know with technology there's lots of options that that present themselves that could happen um the the only worrying thing to me about that would be someone figures out a way to cheat the system right you know what I mean? I could cheat the system. Which? Without, but there's some like there's some rules. And like it might require the old-fashioned newspaper trick. Which is? Which is go out and buy a newspaper on the day you're supposed to be competing. Show a date. And you have to show like an actual printed date. Sure. That's like uh, sneaker competitions, sneaker raffles that I enter. Yeah. You have to put your, your Instagram handle or your Twitter handle or whatever it is with a date. Yeah. In the clearly visible in the picture so it can't be doctored 
Right. Uh, so they know that it's legit. Well, they, you know, the thing that makes the thing that really got me on this is the CrossFit Open, right? Okay. So it's the it's the largest sporting event ever of all time, because it's all done online. So they announce the workouts to the world, and then you do your workout, and there's two ways of submitting your workout, right? One of which is to video yourself doing it, and then the other one is to uh, have a certified judge, like judge your workout and make sure you follow the rules and you submit your score. And then there's like 180,000 people that do it or something. Wow, that's a lot. Um, And it's all the same event, and then the winners, you know, go to the CrossFit Games or whatever. But, and piping's a little different, but but like the idea, I love the idea yeah. of it. Where, where, where do you see 180,000 pipers? Well, I mean, but like, but there are a whole whack of people that want to play in the silver medal. Uh, there's a big number that needs to be made For way sure. smaller. But how do you like get all those same people in the same place to like make that determination and like, you know, and then of course I'm Mr. Internet guy. So I kind of, you know, I'm always like, maybe there's a way to do it on the internet that actually works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Carl Bongiorno. So like the rule book, right? Like there's a, a bunch of things about the recording. So like you have to somehow prove that you didn't do this performance like three weeks ago and it came out great. And, and like you're hacking the video. For you. How, how do you know that it's not going to be a Murray Blair digital channel that's set up to uh Rodham clouds bagpipe, um, and because there's ways like I was chatting with Murray. But that's the thing. Like so, so if if the you know if anybody on the if anybody on the committee of people listening to your you know thing have suspect that the audio has been doctored in any way, disqualify. Okay. Simple. Yeah. You would know, right? You would know. I would know. Yeah, but that's like yeah, yeah. I mean, then, I think you would. And then like there has to be a rule about. Um, how reverberant the space that you're playing in is. Sure. Every room's going to be different. Right. So you have to say like, you know, uh, you know, there has to be some sort of stipulation that, you know, minimal reverb is required. Like it has to be a fair, like this room would be fine, but like placing the microphone way at the back of like a giant church while you're playing a hundred feet away, that doesn't quite work. Right. So you got to stipulate that because you want you want like a baseline. You want like a fairly consistent uh, thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there needs to be you know any significant digital distortion on your recording would have to be disqualified as well. So you'd have to get like uh, you'd have to get like a decent microphone for your iPhone or something. Okay. You know? Yeah. But would I like? But I for but just like I would be thrilled to spend a hundred bucks on a nice microphone to have like a real shot to make the silver medal. That's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. You know? And like, but I, but I do like the idea of the qualifiers. That's great. So like, if I want to make the silver medal, if I drive down to the Metro cup and win that thing, I'm in, right? That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. The problem is at least in the original draft of what I saw, which probably has already changed. But like, if you're from New Zealand, where do you drive to get your shot? At the uh, the New Zealand qualifier. There's a New Zealand qualifier? Yeah. Nice. Yep. You don't want to talk about this, so let's talk about something no, else. No, it's good. I mean, but there's no there's nothing preventing them uh, 
going to Scotland or Canada or the States to the other qualifiers uh, and vice versa. There's nothing in the rules preventing them, but like, you know, like the challenge I have, right, is that I've got like a young family and a career and whatever such that, you know, logistically it's just impossible for me. And it's not, and, and like, you know, I don't, I'm not complaining about that, but it's certainly, if you have a career and a young family and you're from Scotland, it's, it's just different. There's more opportunity. Mm. Which, and that's the way it is anyway, right? Like if you, uh, you know, if your NFL team has a big budget, you're at an advantage and uh, mid-market teams are at a disadvantage. Like, so I get that it exists everywhere for sure. So it's just what's the best system to solve the problem. That's all. When, when you look at the, um, the quantity and the number of players th- throughout the world, I think it, it's something like two-thirds of the players going for the silver medal are in the UK. For sure. Especially in the last... So that's why there's years. more competitions there uh, at the moment. Um, and then, you know, I think the CPA and Oban and Inverness are, are open to there being other competitions. But then it's it's it, it's trying to make sure that the quality is going to be the same. Right. Right? So when you have... 25 players playing in 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 the qualifiers in Scotland versus four playing in New Zealand. Well, it's a little bit different, right? Yeah, I get it. But what if like what if two out of the four from New Zealand are the best? Just playing devil's advocate, not saying that's the case. Right. But what if? So then there's other ideas uh, that that we we'll need to kind of come up with, and whether it's another qualifier. Or, or how we come about that. What everyone needs to kind of remember is that even your second places, now it's not going to be like the Glenfiddich where if so many people have qualified, you know, by winning events, then they go to seconds and thirds and fourths. But your points will count towards your league table. And right. So if you have three second places at these qualifiers, there's a high chance that you're going to get in on the bottom of uh, when all the quali- and, and qualifiers are And there's a table of all the qualifying events. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then your Kansas City and your Metro Cup and your BC Indoor. Georgetown Highland Games. Is, no shit. Georgetown? have one. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So. That's exciting. It's very exciting. So, you, so, you know. So, I could do all four. Exactly. And get, and get second, third, fifth. And first, and I'm I'm in good shape. Well, I'm, I'm not guaranteed. Well, first would guarantee me, but yeah. But if I get a bunch of prizes, I'm in good shape. That's right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So, aren't you glad we talked about that? Sure, man. You're probably tired of talking about it. Yeah, uh, it's it's just one of these things, I guess, that goes with the the job. That's um, voluntary. <laughs> Which is another thing that I hope people realize is, you know, the people who are on the CPA committee and the grading committee, it's all voluntary. Don't worry. Like the only person that's going to hear this podcast is my mom anyway. Okay. Fair enough. So hi, Betty. you don't have to defend yourself to me and Betsy. <laughs> Betsy. Betsy. Sorry, Betsy. I called her Betty. Betsy. I apologize. Yeah. Um, no, but, but people honestly don't get it. I mean, I get. I've I've gotten a few abusive messages that are interesting, 
because again it's not just glenn brown that's made the decisions i think not getting it is like so universal (laughs) you know because like we shouldn't name any names but i know one of the i i know a guy (laughs) that that like likes to send the hate mail you know what i mean okay he's involved in the whole scene i know a guy and um but I think like not getting it is universal. Like, I don't think that, I don't think that guy is like super wicked, like pissed off, either. Okay. It's just like, you know, trying to communicate via like emails around the world about like a complicated subject that everybody's passionate about. You know, it's just a bad gig. I was there when you got elected. That's true. And then, and that's another thing that, that I would like to kind of point out is that, you know, people could come to the AGMs and give a voice, give an opinion. And, um, you know, there was a couple of people who, who said they were unawares of what was happening, yet it was minuted, it was on the website, and it was discussed uh, yeah. at the AGM. But you just got to kind of have to... Well, I mean, look at in anything in life, you're never going to make a hundred percent of people happy. If you do, it's a bad sign. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it's it's all good, man. I mean, I think, uh, and even the ideas going forward are are really good that are kind of coming in. So we need to um, put it out there and see how it goes, and. Uh, I mean, look at it. if it's if it's not successful, which I don't think. I mean, I think it will be successful, and you know what's kind of interesting. What's Sorry that? to interrupt. No, that's okay. You know, it's kind of inter- interesting for me too. Like trying to get back in the silver. It's like I, I can't play in this one. Can I? Because I've won it before. Because you've won. Well, sure, but then th- that that's what needs to be kind of changed and and reworked with. Uh, winter storm. So they're going to maybe have to just, you know, change it back. It, well, so I won't be able to play in the gold. No, 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 no. Unless the, I have an A grade. Or I could play in both. We don't maybe. know. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's going to be something that has to be done. And we've already talked to them about it and they're open. We got we to come up with a plan and a format of what's going to work. Um, but what about like not even C players that are in a lot of these contests too? What's up with that? Say that again? The the players that like so in these contests there are a good number of players that aren't at that let's call it CPA graded standard. Sure. Like they're just going to be thrown in the mix. No. Like, so do you need a grade of some kind to participate in these qualifiers? Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to have to be changed here too. That's right. So which is I mean because if you think about it realistically. Uh, when the the eligibility meeting, right, for who gets in at Open and Inverness, yeah, they wouldn't consider anyone outside of a B grade for a silver medal spot. Of course. So that's why all the competitions are going to be B graded. Um, and the grading committee, at least for this year, as as kind of a trial, has done away with in Peabrock, uh minuses, right? So Just A or B. You're not a B minus. You're just a B. Nice. And there's one A minus person, which guarantees them a spot in the silver medal. And that player is Stephen Leesk because he won the league table. 
So it's the, the, the we came up with that that it was going to be one person because there was a lot of people going on online about well sure you could have ten A minus players and that guarantees ten people a spot, but it can't really work like that. That's not really fair. But for the person who has won the league table, it's I think it's fair that Definitely you fair. give them an A minus. They can play around the games in the A grade competitions and try and beat the other A grade players, P grade players, you know, to prove right uh, that they're at the level. And that, that's something that I, I, you know, people I want people to kind of understand is like when I went over to Scotland. Uh, I played in the silver medal. Oh, the good old days. The good old days, you yeah. know, when we were young pups. and uh, We used to we used to butt heads in the McGregor a little bit. Yeah, and, and the Sheriff and the Nickel Brown. One year comes to mind where... Where you told me that you were going to um, shoot me with a tranquilizer? What? Yeah. I, seem, I mean, maybe this is coming back to my memory. 100%. And it was because... <laughs> it was because I think I saw that as my only way to win, I think. <laughs> Oh, I found it quite amusing at the time. What? So, uh, uh, can let's go through this. So, it was one of the years of the McGregor, uh, the Nickel Brown, and the Sheriff. Oh, it was at the Sheriff. Or something yeah, it was at the Sheriff. Yeah. yeah, you were on. You were unstoppable um, that year. But you told me you were going to shoot me with a tranquilizer, which was very amusing. But yeah, I mean, it's just. Did you find it amusing then, or is this just a oh, retrospective? No, I definitely found it amusing yeah. then. Yeah, for sure. I like that about you when we used to like when we were kids, because like. People saw me as when I was a kid as like a total shithead, I think, basically, right? But I wasn't really. I was just trying to make light of the situation and like have fun and bust people's balls and stuff. Sure. And you totally got that like right away. Oh, yeah. It was I think great. that's, we, we were kind of immediate buddies. Cause I think you're, maybe you were kind of like that too. Uh, yeah, maybe. Well, you had, you have a twin brother and an older brother. Yeah, I maybe wasn't as vocal about it. De- oh, definitely not. But, uh, yeah, I think when you have the desire and the killer instinct to try and win, that's what you know everybody should kind of have in them and strive for, really, like if you're competing. You, you want to win really bad, but you also don't take yourself actually that seriously. Sure. That's what it is. Well, you have to. I mean, you, you got to be able to roll with it. I mean, and let's, let's face it, no one is going to win, you know, all the time. So, but I remember also at Ford Erie Highland Games, I'm going to say we, you're a year younger than me. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Something like that. So I remember you came up to me and you were like, you're going down today and you hadn't beat me. I don't think ever at that point. And you maybe didn't win all four events, but you beat me in all four events, yeah, which yeah. was, yeah, I was like, okay. it's funny. You remember this. I, 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 I don't have much of this left in my brain. And then, and then you don't have kids yet. That's why. No, I'll, you lose a lot. No gray you. hairs. Yeah. Uh, couple in my beard but none on my head um but stress-free life you see but uh and then i think maybe quietly inwardly i was like okay i'm not gonna let that guy beat me again and then did i never beat you again i don't think so yeah well but that day fort erie you know 1998 you dominated yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) i was so good at 1998 boy oh yeah that was a good year for you you won the uh the nickel brown that year yeah, how were you not in it that year? I, I've i never actually really spoken about this publicly, but I just, I didn't, uh, I felt like there was too much pressure. Like I had won the... Sorry, I put my mic back in the, that's in okay. the holster because now it's starting to piss me off in the other direction. 
I had um, I had won like the Champion Supreme in Light Music and P Brock, and I've just felt like it was too much pressure to go down to the Nickel Brown. Is it because you knew I was there? Lurking? Uh, no. No. But the same year I tried. I, I tried. I mean, I wasn't prepared going into the sheriff and I don't I think I might have got like a prize in one of the events. And then uh I, I started it to was take it real serious. Games. Yeah, it was definitely Fort Erie. I know. I I'm remembering this now. Yeah, I really remember. No, I, I didn't it. I didn't beat you in everything. I think I had a one and a two and a one and a four or something that day. No, I'm pretty sure I I, I, th- I think you had I, I think you had four firsts. You said you didn't think I won everything, and I don't think I did. Maybe you didn't win everything, but you beat me in everything. Yeah, I I remember that, which is uh, you know it, it it's it's lasted with me. And uh, anyways, um, that's what I like about you is we 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 had this this friendly rivalry, you yeah. know, where we didn't take it seriously. And if you beat me, whatever, it's all good. I think if I think people anyone who was looking on was not they were not getting it yep. what was going on but we were just busting each other's balls like hard yeah but i also because it it's fun okay people absolutely well you gotta have fun and we still kind of do in a way right life, like for sure we still kind of oh do. and then it was great like uh when you were in inverary and i was in shots or sfu you mean but or, yeah or sfu yeah you know having uh, the friendly rival banter i love getting to the it's office great, in the man. morning i love getting to the <laughs> office in the morning and like i got not long ago get to the office in the morning like ding oh message from glenn what's up with glenn <laughs> glenn's like bro who do you think is the worst band ever to win the world <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, huh? I wonder where my old buddy Glenn could be going with this. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like it's just so funny. And I was like, well, I was like, but we don't, I, we, I, we don't really know an answer to that. And I was like, I was like, Glenn. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to. Go. I mean, but I was like. I was like, it's either shots in 2005 or shots in uh, 2015 or whatever, whatever year it was. That's what I said to you, just because I knew why you were asking me. Sure, sure, sure. Just on the wind up. Yeah. But that that question, uh, I don't think we'll ever really know because we weren't around for, and also it's just your opinion, my opinion. It's like, does and at the end of the day. That doesn't really, really matter, but it real it really riles people up who are taking it too seriously. Absolutely, when you ask a question like that. But the thing is, it doesn't actually matter because those bands, oh, there he is. those bands won. That's right. So they don't care. You know what I mean? That's exactly right. And why should you? And that's it. And and that's like you picture Richard Parks, right? You know, he probably he must he has an alcohol of choice probably has a fireplace so he's sitting around every now and then he's probably sitting by the fire with his alcohol of choice you know and like there's people out there in the world like oh man like fm where blah, they weren't even that good they were. yeah do you think richard cares Dude, richard is just sipping his alcohol of choice by the yeah. fire man yeah it's the same you know with solo competitions you know for the person that wins or doesn't win yeah like do you think that they care well that's the thing and if they do that's uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, do they believe that they should have won or or, or not won? You know what I mean? Right. Because if someone wins and just accepts it, they don't really care if people go, "You shouldn't have won that." 
It's an interesting thing. Well, you did, and it's over, so move on. It's an interesting thing now. You know, for a long time with the curse and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot more of a sensitive. <laughs> it's a lot more of a sensitive topic before you've won something big. Are people aware of the curse? Yeah, I think we've talked about it. <clears throat> a little bit. It's kind of a long story that uh, I'm really not in the sure. Mood no for props. Right now. No props. But uh, but yeah. So the curse refers to. 15 years in the grade one circle, second five times, and third three times or something, two times, without winning. Meanwhile, you two, for those who are listening, first of all, I'm sorry. And then, second of all, you should know, Blair has walked in. What's up, what's up, what's up? Shining the glasses. Yeah. You guys are big on uh, bifocular cleanliness. This yeah, is true. We always carry We're a cloth. We're both obsessed with it. Yeah. We, we have what's uh, called OCD. No, no. I, I, I've changed it. It's OCT. By the way, Terry Lee's a fan. It's obsessive compulsive tendencies. Tendencies. It's not oh. a disorder. Oh. Yeah. I like it. It's kind of interesting. I told T. Lee that, and he was like, oh, I like it. I like it. It's very good. It's very good. So, uh, who who do you think is the worst band to ever win the world championship? You really? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you need Callum Beaumont for that question. Man, he is on. He loves that. That's like, whenever he's bored, he just asks somebody that question, <laughs> or he offers you his opinion about it. Love it. He's a funny guy. Oh, well, I great. think we were just talking about this. Like, he's got. He works with Stephen, Lee Innes, and. Matt Wilson or something. I don't know Lee that well. But I know the other two guys. And like he's he's into the chat now, Callum. Yeah. In his Callum y sort of way, you know. It's great though, man. I mean it's uh Yeah. He, he, and, and then Well we were just going over this, right? If you don't take yourself too seriously And that's the thing, it's not it's like super serious. fun. The chat's right. super fun. Exactly. And you can kind of delve into uh, it does get interesting the night after the Worlds and stuff or at the park bar the day after because it's like emotions are a little bit raw at that time of year. So there's like certain points where like... There's a time and a place where yeah. it's... Yeah. And I think, I, th- I think the three of us have gotten better about understanding the timing a little bit over the years maybe. I agree. You know? uh, yeah. I remember some conversations at Kansas City like Kansas City 2006 after shots had won 2005 or whatever. But see, there was some heavy. Com- it wasn't just us. There were like lots of conversations that year. But like, like I was saying earlier, you know, anybody who has ever said to me that you shouldn't have won in two thousand five with shots or whatever, I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't bother me because yeah. we won. Yeah, you spent nights with the spike and they didn't. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I it doesn't bother me at all. People can say whatever they want, and I and I'll go, but we did win. 2005 was the first year that they released the DVD, that they, they had the big film crews there. Yeah. Before the BBC, but they, they made a big um, <coughs> big production of it, right? Yeah. And after the first major in 2006, which was at Dumbarton, I believe, uh, I went, Graham and I went for dinner with a couple uh, field marshal friends, uh, Ryan Canning being one and Megan. Harrington being one, and, and a couple others that joined in, and the conversation turned really interesting when the other two that were there that will rena- re- remain nameless. For I, now, I bet you I can guess one of the but names. They uh, they they Probably went don't. into they went into uh, talking about the DVD and how 
at the end, or, or when, when, when FM came on, they said, nah, now there's the real world champion of that year. What a bunch of pish with shots winning and blah, blah, blah. And In 2005? They were talking about yeah, 2005. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was, you know, nine months later after the first major of 2006. And Graham and I were just sitting there. Like, they were trying to wind us up, but we were just sitting there like, yeah, but we did win. So, like, yeah. you know, you can feel all you want that you should have won. And, and that's fine. Like, that happens, right? But I, I, for me... But it was kind of rude. And, I mean, I don't... <laughs> yeah. I don't play in a grade one bin anymore, right? I don't socialize with those people but anymore. People don't really take into consideration drumming in ensemble. Certain people don't. With the 2005 thing? No. I'm talking about in, in general. general. Yeah. You know, so whether you're a piper, say you're a piper, your sole focus is on how good your piping was. Right. And I think people have to take into account how good a drum corps is and how good ensemble is. Right. You know? Yeah. So... Sure, maybe, whatever. There are things that, like, like, for me at the moment. This is about. I know what this is about. I don't. I don't have. A, I don't have an agenda here. No, I know. What to talk about or what it? I, I don't know what it's about. I will say at the time, two thousand and five, the SFU drum corps was really good, but, but it was still young and it's being really good. Okay. I don't know. They won the two thousand four drum drumming title. Right. Right. But that was, but it was nothing like Jim's. It's still nothing like Jim's core. Certainly not as a brand. I I, I would argue that. I mean, just not not that they weren't as good. That's not what I'm saying. But just as, as far as how established they were as a, like a powerhouse. Yes. You know, that's all I'm saying. Yes. Like I mean, uh, I can't really recall. I I do recall the drum corps being wicked good those years. But yeah. Yeah, there know. were there were a couple of really good cores. During, I mean, there are always a couple of really good cores, but during that stretch, there were a couple of really good cores. Um, the Shots Corps, SFU, that was St. Lawrence was really coming on, and then they won 2006, and they've won. I remember hanging with multiple. Stephen at Cowell one year. Yeah, just listening to Stephen Crichton's core and yeah. like enjoying it. Yeah, so interesting, man. I wouldn't say we're old yet, but we've been around. Getting getting up there. I mean, when you've done 20 years in grade one, it's a long time. So, <coughs> Blair, here's a question for you. Yeah. Uh, that one day where I dominated Glenn at Fort Erie Games, did you hear about it at all? Refresh my memory what year it was. Uh, 1998 or something. Probably. It was not. the one time I ever actually beat Glenn. He's not reacting because he's on his phone. I do remember Fort Erie. He's also seasoned. He's also a seasoned shit I do talker. remember Fort Erie in 1998. Uh, Fort Erie was a great I Highland Games. Game, yeah. It was a great venue. Highland Games. It's not, it's not around anymore, right? But it was great. It, great fun to be at. Awesome uh, atmosphere and vibe. Yeah. So for me, living in Glasgow, I miss uh, the North American Highland Games. Like for sure, I, miss I, I love playing the solos. In a way, I love the solos in the morning, and the bands in yeah, the afternoon. It works in some ways. Like like when it's really go time, you don't want that. Like that would suck at a major or something, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, uh, or at the silver medal, or you know, like you don't want to play a silver medal in the morning and a major in the afternoon. But like, but just in general, as like a format, like. 
But I think growing up yeah, and growing doing up, it and getting yeah. used to it, it kind of prepares you for longer days. Yeah. Like the London Championship where you got to play three, four, five times. Yeah. Like For sure. You've been doing it since you were 10 years old, you know? The other thing that I think that uh, that you benefit from playing solos in the morning and then the band in the afternoon is you got a discipline of two styles. For sure, but but where I'm going with this is you're total you're 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 loose and you're ready to play, right? Like if yeah. you've warmed up in the morning and you've already performed at what you hope to be a really high level, regardless of what grade you're playing in, and then you go to play with your band in the afternoon, you're you're pretty you're pretty loose, you're pretty warmed up, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah, for sure. Yep. It's getting kind of... <clears throat> By the way, there's uh, this giant radio tower over here. Mm-hmm. It's like conservative talk radio. And and if you touch... I could, these, I could just hear that. And if you touch like the wrong thing with the mic cables, it picks some of it up. Wow. I was just going to say, where is that sound coming from? Yeah. Because I can hear it in the headphones. It's, I can it, hear it right now. It's literally because the wave, radio waves are coursing through your body and all of these objects right now as we talk. Because the tower's right there. Awesome. And do you know that, that this tower, someone was telling me, like, that tower goes hundreds, thousands of miles, I think. Like, ridiculously far. That radio station. Right across the US of A? It's all flat and it's AM frequencies and it's like super far. <laughs> I was just at the art museum. Oh, yeah? Gosh, it's nice there. Yeah, some amazing, amazing pieces. You know, I uh, I need to get on that. If I'm stuck here tomorrow, maybe I'll do that. I need to go down to the plaza. You know, I like shopping, so I need to check out what's what's up for grabs. It is freezing cold out. I know. You got the jacket for it. I'm prepared. Got the scarf. Got the hat. We uh, we went for a coffee. I mean, I don't drink coffee, but. Went to the hipster coffee spot. But it, you don't drink coffee, but it got your your um, consumer uh, juices flowing. Yeah. You want you want more. You want more shop. But I'm saying we went in there and there was uh, immediately <clears throat> when, when we went in. What is that? It's Van Gogh. I did a whole Van Gogh thing in Edinburgh one time. He Guys, had, it's, had a bunch of his stuff there. It's not pronounced Van Gogh. It's Van Gogh? It's Van Gogh. Van Gogh? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Like the cheese? It's olive Do trees. you pronounce it Gouda? Or Gouda, because it's Gouda. <laughs> All right. It sounds like you're eating it when you All pronounce right, it. Pal. Gouda. <laughs> I'm gonna have some of this Gouda. And this was also super cool. Man, it's magnificent over there. My story got interrupted. I was gonna basically say that we walked into this coffee shop and this girl basically bombarded Blair because he was wearing a Patriots hat. Okay. So was she. And they yeah. traveled from Boston. And you bonded. Yeah. For the game. Yep. They paid $600 for their seats for tomorrow's game. It's a lot of money to go to uh, a sporting event. It's a lot of dogs. That's going to be minus 12. You know, it might be. Celsius. I mean, there's a there's potential for this game to be one of the great games. There is, for sure. It might not be. It could be a blowout one way no, or the other. No, no, no. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a hard fought game. I think both teams are up for it. I think it's. A, I think it's possible it could be uh, the uh, 2017 Super Bowl without the comeback. I think that's a possible. I think that's a possibility for the Pats that we have to like be careful about. I think it could. It could do that. I don't think we're going to blow out the Chiefs though. 
I mean, Patrick Mahomes is a stud. Yeah. So. He's and they're they're so fired up too, you know. And they're at home. And they're at home. So I don't think it's. Uh, but I think, but it also has the potential to be like one of the epic games for one team or the other, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So where uh, so I think six hundred dollars for a ticket if you're a major fan. I think you might take that risk. That's an it's an, it's an experience, eh? Like yeah. A, like a once in a lifetime. Yeah. I mean. Probably rather be at the game in uh, New Orleans, in the Superdome, indoors. Indoors. And the warmth. But who's going to win that game? Saints. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to go Rams. I mean, I I think it's the best Final Four I can ever remember. Same. For sure. For sure. I'm still going to go Rams. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Rams. Patriots. Interesting. Okay. I think they're the two underdogs in both games. But that's who I'm going with. Blair, what are you going with? You're like, you know, obviously separating what you want from what you actually think is going to happen. What I think is going to happen is Chiefs Saints. That's what I think is going to happen. What I want to happen is Patriots. And I don't care who the other team is. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Get to the rodeo, you know? But I but I think I we were talking this morning. I think it would be super cool to see Brady and Breeze playing in a Super Bowl. It would be. It would almost but it it, it would be so cool that I almost I'm almost sure it's not going to happen. I don't know about that because I was saying to these guys, you know, ESPN puts up these stats and in 2009 when the Saints won the Super Bowl, uh they were ranked first in their division they had lost three games that year and they were to the same three teams that they lost to this year which was the Cowboys the Panthers and it's that Louisiana voodoo man I I can't remember who the other team is but I think the Saints even though they're really good I think they look the most beatable the Saints I think they look look at I mean Philadelphia came out last week and dominated the first First quarter. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and then it was a close game the rest of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if, if the Rams come out, guns blazing. The thing is, the areas, in, the areas in which the Saints are really good, Patriots struggle with pat, that long pass defense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially if Gronk's in their... Uh, <laughs> in the secondary? Especially if Gronk's on special teams. For, the, for that one? Goodness. I don't think Gronk will be doing any special teams in the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> no. <laughs> they got to get to the Super Bowl first. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't think you can count uh, the Patriots' experience out, man. You're, that's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's something they have. I'm definitely not counting it out. But I think people, I think people are, are just going Chiefs over them. They're a better team. If we can keep the Chiefs... From coming out really hot and putting 21 points on the board in the first quarter or something, mm-hmm. I think our odds are really good. I think it's going to be a super close game. Patriots are going to be better in the last third of the game than the Chiefs, 100%. Question is, if you come out even remotely flat, and I don't even know what that means, and I know that's to- like 
That's all like bullshit. A, like a flat B or a flat F? Yeah, or? Right, exactly. Like not sharp. Yeah, we don't want that. Yeah, we don't want Here's a question for you. <clears throat> okay. So it, it, say one note was out on your chanter, right? Yeah. What note do you want? Well, well, sure. What note do you want? And would you rather it be flat or sharp? Flat. Okay. How, I mean, are we talking about... We're talking about out-out. We're not talking about, like, slight. Yeah. I think you got to go with flat B, don't you? That's fairly accepted. It's the most socially acceptable, wildly out-of-tune note. Yeah. Uh, high A. You could you could go with a pretty damn flat high A and get away with it in some situations. Some people do. Right. Right? I mean, I like... I, I lean on the air of a slightly flat high A. But that's what I mean. It's like, if, but if you mean like actually definitively flat. Yeah. I think you got to go B. Yeah. A lot of people um, also go for a slightly sharp low G. Right. You know? Yeah. It's definitely the uh, inverary vibe is slightly sharp on low G. Usually. Maybe less so in recent years. Okay. Hardest note to tune on the chanter? Uh, hardest D I mean D is like D is the least stable note to tune out yeah it's maybe the hardest to sustain it's not the hardest to actually like tune from a technical standpoint though right, right. like the interval's not that hard right like a low G interval is harder for me than a D I just mean I always hear I always hear the sound guys in a band saying like but if you have a perfectly a stable if it's being blown in a perfectly stable way, D is not the hardest note. No. It's that it's the hardest to blow well. Right. The it, most sensitive. Ish, ish. You hear that, Pipers? It's the most sensitive note to uh, ma- you know, maintain that, a steady intonation. Most sensitive to deviations <laughs> in blowing pressure. Oh, you're talking about... Uh, you, you, you want a good high G. Right. Right. That's, uh, this is an inside, inside conversation we had with a special someone. It's a little joke. Um, that was low G. I, 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 you know, I would say uh, when you hear people, low G and F are the notes that you would hear that are slightly out. But like a slightly thick F meaning slightly flat. Right. I can, di- I can get into that sometimes. Yeah, I don't mind that. That's like a little Terry, Terry Lee is a little thick on the F. I mean, I know in shots when when I was there with Ryan, we purposely tuned our D's and F's slightly flat, right? To give you more uh, uh, wiggle room. For know? sure. And I'm sure other bands do the same thing. Yeah. See, F is one of those notes some people struggle with. I've never had a huge problem with my F. Uh, excuse me for yawning. I think it depends on. It's one of those days. It's Saturday at Winter Storm. It's a yawny day. I think it depends on your chanter and read. You know? You might just have a chanter that the F is slightly flat. Where do you stand on carving? Uh, uh, Give me more context. Did Syracuse win, by the way? Don't know. I mean, if you had a brand new chanter. Uh, I'm afraid to look. Oh, yes, we're going to win. Nice. Cuse, nice. You guys aren't into the Cuse. I'm more into the Cuse than... That's it's my deepest sporting passion. 
way more than uh, other stuff. Um, my question was... Carving. If, Where do I stand? If you had a brand new chanter, right? Right. And I know it was flat. You going to carve it straight away or you... <coughs> what are you going to do with it? Okay. Here's something I find. Chanters are nine times out of ten not designed well for North American climates. Okay. In that, you know, in, in that the high G in the UK is a lot different than the high G in North America. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So what will happen is a beautifully, perfectly set chanter, you know, designed and created in Scotland can have a good IG out of the box without requiring a lot of tape. Or England. Right, or England, yeah. <clears throat> Nail being from England and all that, right? Yeah. Uh, so I, I will often, very early in a, chant, in a chanter's life, carve the high A so that I can seat the reed higher to get a better balanced high G as a basis point for the chanter. Fair enough. And then my general rule carving on the bottom hand is stay away from the low A if you can. Mm. You gotta try and you gotta try and go with the low A that the chanter gives you because otherwise burling gets goes mm. from uh, goes from not great <laughs> yeah. to not greater. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I'm of the opinion and of And uh, people with small fingers, like if you're in a band, right? So uh, people with smaller fingers tend to miss that hole as well. Are we talking about shorter fingers or skinnier Skinny. fingers? or Skinny fingers. If you have a giant low A, you know, like some of the, like some of the women that were in the band, for example, over the years, they have trouble getting that low G in the cold and stuff. Right. When that, uh, you know, when the low A's been carved too much. Um, and then nothing pisses you off more as a pipe major than Missing the low G. Oh my god! But my favorite thing is when you're teaching someone, and they go, "I got small hands, I got small fingers, <laughs> and I can't do it." And I'm like, "Do you know Callum Beaumont? I'm like, you ever seen his hands? He yeah. doesn't have big hands. Yeah, but he's like the best player on the planet. Right? You know? Yeah, for sure. So, so <laughs> well, you can do the skinny, the skinnier finger angle as well, like. You know, you can't use that as an excuse either. Sure. I won't name names because I don't know them well enough to be able to like <laughs> name it. But it's like, there's one. Yeah. Skinny fingers. Yeah. Crushing it. Exactly. Yeah. Excuses. Yeah. People make a lot of excuses. Don't like them. Yep. Don't like them. I make them. And then I feel like a fool after I make them. Sure. I mean, I'm sure we've all made them. We just try not to get in the habit of making them too often. Yeah, or ingraining them. That's right. Okay, I'm going to go shopping. Anything else we ought to say? No, I think we're good here. Uh, I, I, this is kind of just, I've just been enjoying this. So I just, I got this for this device for Christmas and I love like listening to people have conversations on podcasts. So like just been trying to collect a few. Nice. You know? Are you going to start listening to podcasts now? Well, maybe I'll try my best. You know, send me a link or tell like me what to do. Yeah, I like the one I did with Blair. Yeah, I'll need to listen. You to have it. an iPhone, right? Yeah. Do you have the podcast app on your iPhone? I'm sure I do. So you click the app. You you put in 
Piper's Dojo, and you'll find it. That's it. And then you press play. Bingo. Or, or download it for when I'm traveling. Or Yeah, you can download them if you want. Yeah. Okay, man. Well, uh, this was fun. I'm going to go uh, check go out shopping. some sneakers. So uh, thanks for having me. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. What does that mean? Is that like cerveza?